nice fingernails. And we are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show. It is Friday, April 8th, the final day of the work week and the final day of the work week of this regular season. None of that made sense, but you know what I mean. There's only two more days left in the NBA regular season. It's getting pretty ridiculous and buckle up for our discussion of the final game of the night. Oklahoma City at the LA Lakers. That should be a real treat to talk about. I am Josh Engelman. I'm joined by Adam Share. We are brought to you by No House Advantage. And before we do anything, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Adam, did you play basketball yesterday? Yeah, I did. Told you you would. Yeah. How did that go for you? It went well. I won the 2K on DraftKings, got third in the 1K. Um, so I lost like 7K at baseball and made back like... 11k at basketball so overall good day like i told you you would end up playing and you should have <clears throat> you should be happy that you listened to me because yeah. it was the only reason that anything went well for you like every yeah, it never ended up was... even being in doubt i think i registered at like 1 p.m <laughs> fair enough well, once Nothing we talked through the slate and i kind of realized that like the only game that or the only team that might be like dicey was the lakers and then we got that news i was like yeah whatever i don't care well there you go uh anything interesting for baseball for you like, I, no, I know my, you said you didn't win, but, like, any... No, my team's just sucked. Okay. Well, nine games we've got here. And for the most part, I think the slate looks pretty easy. We're, we have a couple spots of, like, back-to-backs where, you know, we're just not going to have that information until the afternoon. But uh, going through that OKC-Lakers game, <laughs> when I went through it on the process, it was really kind of insane um, when I refreshed my table, like nine of the top 15 guys that I had on DraftKings were all from that game. It was, it's going to be a fun one. So I, I think we just dive in because we have nine games. It's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Let me cough quickly. That'll be a recurring theme for me this show. Okay. Well, get the hand <clears throat> on the mute button. Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. Six-point favorites in Detroit, 227 total. And right out of the gate, we have no idea what to do. Um, Milwaukee, it went well yesterday for the Bucks, so there's that. They are overwhelmingly likely to be the two-seed in the East, whether they want that or not, who knows. Um, but they are now a half game ahead of the Boston Celtics and a full game, sorry, let me make sure I get this right, a half game ahead of the Boston Celtics, a full game ahead of the Philadelphia 76ers. But they're on a back-to-back, and I have no idea what they're going to do here. I have everybody in. I left Grayson Allen out because he didn't play yesterday. I think we just need to wait. I would not be surprised at all if we see one, two, or three of this big three not playing today. But do you have anything that you want to touch on right right away? No, I, I don't think there's much we can. I mean, if, if everybody's in, obviously Giannis looks great. Middleton and Drew look fine. That's how it's been. I wouldn't be surprised at all if at least one, if not all of these guys rest and I mean, we, we've seen that recently, too, so it's not like it's going to be difficult to adjust to. But, you know, if they were all to sit, then, I've, you know, you're looking at more Jordan Wara, Bobby Portis, guys like that. But uh, right now, just need more information, I think. Yep, <clears throat> uh, it's it's not worth it to speculate here. We still have the deeper dive later tonight. We have live before lock. We're going to have all of this information. They uh, The Bucks play at Cleveland on Sunday, so... You know, it's also possible that that game means nothing for the Bucks as well. Um, they're going to have a little bit of a break for the play- playing games. Just keep your eyes peeled. But us digging into Milwaukee right now, not all that interesting. If Giannis plays, play Giannis. That should not be a controversial take. 
Detroit, on the other hand, a little bit different. Now, clearly, these guys have nothing to play for. They're terrible, and uh, they are playing as such. But we do have news. They did not play yesterday. So, Q tag on Corey Joseph. Marvin Bagley is out. Kelly Olynyk and Rodney Magruder are both off of the injury report. The highest-owned guy that we have on the Pistons for today is Cade Cunningham on DraftKings at 8%. It's Sadiq Bey on FanDuel at 11 where he's 5200 still. That's $1,800 cheaper than he is on DraftKings. I think Sadiq Bey on FanDuel is pretty clearly the best play you're going to get from the Pistons. Um, but I don't really see any priorities anywhere. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, one thing to mention with the Pistons, because this is a team that, like you said, they have nothing to play for. We have seen them run some just pretty shitty rotations at times. Um, my, my They've held pretty true to my theory so far about when teams are going to do weird stuff. Four games ago, they played their guys normal minutes. Then they went on the road. That was at home against Philly. Then they went on the road against a bad team. They ran a wacky rotation. Next game was on the road against a bad team. They did the same thing. Last game was at home against the playoff team. They played it straight up, played Cade Cunningham 38 minutes. Now they're at home against Milwaukee. It's not a guarantee, but I think you're getting a normal rotation here where Cunningham plays a lot, Bay plays a lot. And so I agree with you that Bay looks really good on FanDuel. On DraftKings at 7K, he's fine. Uh, same goes for Cunningham at 8,600. These guys would certainly look better if Milwaukee... I think they would look better if Milwaukee rests their guys. I guess that introduces a higher risk of Detroit just doing something random, but yeah. the game being at home makes me feel a little bit better too. Like you already have, you're already putting a bad product out there. Like, do you really want to piss off the few fans that are there and say, Oh yeah, you don't get to watch Cade Cunningham today. You know? So my assumption is that you're getting plenty of minutes from these guys. Um, they just look decent. Like you're going to get enough value from other teams that they're not priorities, but uh, there's still guys you can get to here and there. So technically speaking, the Pistons still need to lose this game. They have the third worst record. They are a game ahead of Oklahoma City for that spot. So top three teams all have the same lottery odds. Team number four, slightly worse than those first three. So the Pistons do want to lose this game. Houston is already locked and loaded into that worst spot. They have nothing that can change. So yeah, so I mean, to, to that, that point, I do think that if Milwaukee... Like, if Milwaukee rests everybody and we get a normal Detroit starting lineup, I'm still assuming you get normal minutes for them. But I do feel a lot less confident if Milwaukee is playing their backups than if Milwaukee's playing their starters, just because the the Pistons aren't going to accidentally beat Giannis and Holiday and Middleton. They easily could accidentally beat the backups. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe we just don't see them close the same way if they right. really need to, like, okay, it's getting a little too close. Put in Braxton Key, Frank Jackson... <laughs> And the rest of these guys. Mike Campbell said players don't want to lose. The organization organization wants to lose. Yeah, that's exactly right. But the coach is the one deciding who's on the floor. Yeah. I don't think uh, Cade Cunningham can just check himself back in at the end of this one. Right. I mean, if anybody can, it's Cade. But uh, they might just be parked on the bench. Honestly, I mean, if you're a smart player, you probably want to lose this one too. <laughs> yeah, but not to the extent where like you're going to go out there and not play well. No. But you might be, you might just be getting some shots up too. Sure, yeah. Anything else here for the Pistons? Nope. The New York Knicks, one point dogs in Washington, 221 total. Uh, this one's pretty easy in that neither team has anything to play for. They're both bad. So for the Knicks, we have no Mitchell Robinson, didn't play the last time out. Quentin Grimes is questionable. No Randall, Rose, Walker, Reddish. 
for your wizards, still no Kyle Kuzma. Otherwise, everything else is still available. So this comes down to a minutes thing. Is Obi Toppin going to play 40 again? If so, he probably looks really good. I got him in for 34. Still looks pretty good. RJ Barrett just plays big minutes. Happy to get to RJ Barrett. Alec Burks got a little bit of a bump that last time out. If he's going to play big minutes, I'm happy to get to any one of those three guys. I wouldn't say that there's anybody here that I want to go crazy for, but Barrett, Top, and Burks certainly look the best. And then we get to $3,700 Jericho Sims on DK with power forward eligibility. He's 4,800 and just a center on FanDuel. So you can get away from it a little bit easier. Do either of these teams gain anything by losing? Well, I mean, yes. In theory, everybody does at this point. But like, they're actually both tied at 35 and 45. Yeah, that, that, that's why I was asking. Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like they can. There are incremental changes to continued losses. Because both but like they're not teams... they're not putting themselves into a situation like the odds of their number one pick can go from like three to four or four okay. to five or something. It's not none of them can get anywhere where it's like wholesale amazing. Yeah. So the reason I was asking was because both of these teams now have been eliminated for several games and both of these teams have been just running normal rotations. They haven't changed anything. So I don't think they're going to, I have no reason to think they're going to change anything unless it was like, you know, a game that they very clearly uh, stand to, to benefit from losing. But since they don't, I just assume, you know, you're getting, you're getting what you, you already have been uh, with the Knicks in particular. Like they don't even have bodies really. You have no. Quentin Grimes questionable, but you know, without Rose, Randall, Noel, Walker, Robinson, uh, Reddish, like they're pretty shorthanded. So um, I, I don't really know how you don't get a lot of minutes from, from these guys. Barrett at 8,300, I think looks good. You know, didn't shoot well last game, but still playing plenty of minutes, gets up plenty of shots without uh, Julius Randall out there played 45 minutes. I mean, just insane run for him. Uh, Fournier got to 28 minutes, didn't play in the fourth quarter. That's not shocking. His salary uh, is 4,700, though. So, like, if he does play well and you get a couple extra minutes, that's somewhat appealing. Obi Toppin should play a ton. Um, Burks should play a ton. Quickly probably gets, like, 26 to 28 minutes. So I think that Barrett and Toppin are the priorities, but then still looking to guys like Alec Burks, Emmanuel Quickly, mixing in some Fournier and some Sims, like, all of those guys make sense. That $3,700 price tag on Sims is just really easy to get to. We're just going to have a lot of value. So it, it's not like it's ultra important. It, it's not as important as it normally would be if they were at, without Mitchell Robinson and Nerlens Noel, but still 3,700 power forward center helps out from a value perspective. Let me go to your wizards. Now they look awful. <laughs> I don't really see much of anything that I want to get to here outside of if you want to go to Porzingis, go for it. He's been playing exceptional for Washington. But to me, the Wizards are one of the more difficult teams to try to roster today. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that just kind of look neutral. Um, but on a slate like this, you're going to have so many guys that look really good that the neutral guys just don't really come into play. Um, yeah. Porzingis certainly has a very high ceiling at 8,700. He played 32 minutes last game and didn't close because it was a blowout, uh, blowout loss to Atlanta. He lost like four and a half minutes at the end of the game. So knowing that potentially there's like 36 minutes, if everything goes perfectly for Porzingis is kind of crazy. Um, but on average, you know, you're expecting around 30 minutes from him. He averages around one and a half fantasy points per minute, still looks very good, but there's just going to be a lot of plays that look a little bit better, I think, um, in terms of, of chances of success. 
And that can be said for pretty much the whole team. Like, Avdi is playing well. He's likely to give you 28 to 30 minutes, but his price tag has come up. Rui's price tag has come up. KCP's just kind of neutrally priced at 5,400. Um, Daniel Gafford played a bunch of minutes alongside Porzingis two games ago against Minnesota, went back to mostly his normal role last game. He checked in early. He, he was tied with Avdia for first guy off the bench and played alongside Porzingis. And I had a lot of Gafford, so I was pretty excited, thought that I was going to make a lot of money there. Um, but then in the second half, he just backed up Porzingis, ended up only playing 14 minutes. Porzingis played 32. So um, we're back to, I, I don't see any way you can confidently say Gafford's playing alongside Porzingis for any meaningful amount of time. First two games, just not like super duper interesting, but we are going to get to significantly more interesting plays as we move forward. Do you have anything else you want to touch on from the Wizards? I do not. Schedule for the rest of the day coming up at noon Eastern time. That is MLB live before lock volume one. That's going to be for the early slate. We've got the fan up NBA show at one 30. Then we're back to MLB live before lock round two at four o'clock. The NBA deeper dive at five and then NBA live before lock at six. Adam will be here for the deeper dive. I will be back for live before lock. Then we close it out with our free content. NBA ownership rankings are free today. MLB player rankings are free. NHL player rankings are free. And our MMA pro plays. Four pieces of free content for you if you want to see what we've got going on today. It's a really good time to check it all out. So do so. Game number three. This one matters. Cleveland, seven-point underdogs at Brooklyn, 228 total. On the Cleveland side, I closed my playoff odds for reasons that I don't totally know on the Cleveland side, they are pretty spread out. They're definitely in the seven through 10. The most likely scenario is Cleveland finishes in the seven. They are a game ahead of Brooklyn right now in the seven, eight Brooklyn is also tied with Atlanta in that eight, nine spot. So these teams both want this game. It is imperative to want to finish either seven or eight. You only have to win one game in the play-in then to make the playoffs. So neither team wants to lose here. Uh, very important. And the big piece of this game, Evan Mobley, questionable for this one. We still don't have Jared Allen. I assume, uh, I believe Mobley practiced yesterday. I think that he's going to be out there for today. And if that is the case, how do you feel about Cleveland? I'm not so sure that a lot stands out here other than probably Garland for me. You're muted. I don't think a ton stands out, but I do like Garland. I mean, 9,400 is, it's not cheap, but it's not overly expensive either. You know, we'd seen him north of 10K recently. We know Levert cuts in his production a bit, but with this being a game that they have to win, I'd be very surprised if you're not getting 40 plus minutes from Darius Garland, assuming this game is is competitive at all. Um, I think it makes him look pretty good. Similarly, you should get a lot of run for Levert for marketing, um, for Mobley if he's in. But those guys, I think, are all priced around where they should be. Uh, Garland, though, I think just a little bit underpriced if you do assume he's playing around 40 minutes. Absolutely. I'm with you there. Uh, other thing that I would want to point out, from a FanDuel perspective, Karis LeVert, 5,600 shooting guard, small forward eligibility. That is $1,600 cheaper than he is on DraftKings. Uh, does not look all that appealing on DK, but at 5,600, Mobley back, Mobley not back. That's still just a decent price for LeVert. To, as far as that question in chat goes, like one, definitely no. But two, if Brooklyn's going to try and throw a game to avoid the Bucks, they're going to throw the actual 7-8 game. Yeah. Yeah, this one doesn't really solve much. They don't want to be 9 or 10. If they're 9 or 10, that's a real problem. 
anybody like anybody can lose one in a one-off and obviously anybody can lose two individual games but i'd be very surprised barring injury if kevin durant is losing two back-to-back like basically elimination games yeah especially against teams like the hornets slash hawks yeah um anything else here for cleveland is there any way you're getting to mobley today Probably not just because the price tag's pretty expensive. Yeah. 6400 on FanDuel is okay, but at the same time, with him working his way back, you really need a very specific game out of Mobley to hit that. Not really my cup of tea. Brooklyn, on the other hand, uh, lots to play for here. Unquestionably, Kyrie at 9400 on FanDuel looks great. Uh, if you want to get to Kevin Durant in the mid to high 11s, I think that's reasonable. No James Johnson in this one, who is no longer with the Brooklyn Nets. Tough time to get the old gate, but he's gone. Uh, is there anything else here for Brooklyn, or is it basically just Kyrie and Kevin Durant? I think it's mostly Kyrie and Durant. Um, you, This is a nice slate because you don't have Jokic, you don't have Embiid, may or may not have Giannis. Um, it's been really difficult to get to Durant lately, but that yeah. you know makes it easier, obviously, without those guys. Um, I assume that he will just do the exact opposite of what I need him to. You can go back and look at his game logs over the last five. And anytime he scored 70, I did not have him. Anytime he scored 50, <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, like he, he looks good here. You, he should play a ton of minutes. Obviously, Cleveland's defense is better if Mobley is in, but still missing Allen and still Kevin Durant. So don't really care all that much. Should get a ton of minutes for Irving as well. Beyond them, all I really see is, you know, if you wanted to play some $5,300 Brown or $3,600 Claxton, either one of those are, are fine, but... Nine game slate on April 8th. There's going to be a lot better than fine uh, from upcoming games. Yeah, uh, we're on the same page here. Durant and Irving are the guys that I'm looking at most. And that Kyrie price on FanDuel is very clearly the most appealing thing on either side of this one. Um, <clears throat> fascinating game. Really anxious to see it. Cheering for Cleveland just because I want like the craziness of Brooklyn having to play the 9-10. But... I actually want Brooklyn in the playoffs, though. I, I'll do you want them to play, more, them to play Miami or Milwaukee? What'd you say? Do you want them to play Miami or Milwaukee? I don't care if they win. I just want them in the playoffs because I think it's going to be whatever series. Like it introduces the most difficult like playoff gauntlet for anybody. Sure. I'd like to see them play Miami just because I would very like I think Milwaukee's going to be all right in that one. Yeah. Which is kind of weird to think about given the fact that they probably should have lost it last year. I mean, I also I I'd rather them play Miami just because I I love Giannis and I want Milwaukee like I want Boston to win just because I have money on Boston. But like outside of that, Milwaukee's the team that I would want. So like I'd rather them not play the Nets. Fair, <clears throat> but that would also just be a wild round one when you have Giannis playing Kevin Durant in the first round. <laughs> it really would. And then you'll have some idiot on YouTube in like five years be like Kevin Durant wasn't that good. He lost in the first round of the playoffs, and Michael Jordan never did that or something. Yeah, it's it's incredible. <clears throat> It's truly incredible. Durant in the playoffs is going to be great. And Giannis in the playoffs. I mean, it hasn't even been a year since he just absolutely nuked a closeout game to win the NBA title in like the most aggressive manner possible. So I can't wait for this NBA playoffs. It's going to be Speaking great. of which, that's become one of my favorite memes when I see it is like, um, you know, Woj or somebody will say something about the Buck seeding or Giannis or whatever. And people, I'm pretty sure unironically, we'll just comment on how Giannis, like, because it's like habitual at this point. Yeah, but Giannis isn't built for the playoffs. Like, he's he's a regular season player. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going to go out there and drop 40, 15, and 10, shoot 
20 free throws, make them all and be, and have a two of the most ridiculous defensive plays you'll ever see. God, I love that dude. I don't love this though. Um, the Houston Rockets are 14 and a half point dogs in Toronto, 228 total. Everybody that's normally available for Houston is available in this one. So I don't think that we have a ton that we want to talk about there. And I don't think they have any worry. Yeah, they have the worst record in basketball. They cannot fall out of that worst three. So everything is the same for Houston. For Toronto, they are basically locked into the five seed. They are two games ahead of the Bulls in six. They're two games behind Philly in four. They need both of those teams to either lose out or win out and vice versa for themselves. So we're going to assume Toronto is the five seed in this scenario. Toronto also on the back-to-back. We'll touch on that in a second. For Houston, the guy that stands out most from an ownership perspective is Alperin Shingun, 7K on FanDuel, both eligibilities, 7K on DraftKings, both eligibilities. No one else is above basically 5% ownership. Even with the increased minutes to Jalen Green and Kevin Porter, the prices have also increased. Are you getting to Houston? Not to too much. Um, This team's going to be really good really soon, aren't they? No. No? No. They have a lot of young talent. Now they're getting art possibly Chet. Do they have, I think they have like one and a half good pieces of future talent. Shangun, Green, Porter. Uh, Porter, no. <clears throat> Porter's nothing. I think it's a little early on that, but Shangun and Green for sure. I mean, Green, yes. I am not a Shangun guy. I like him. I want him to be good. I don't expect big things from him. I, I okay. think the expectations are a bit lofty. Um, I also don't think that Kevin Porter is very good. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I guess it's th- like they have a lot. I think they have a lot of just raw talent where it could all come together. And yeah, like they're, I guess their ceiling is really high is more what I'm it thinking. is. It is. Yeah. Like they're obviously going to get, they've got a lot of picks coming. They've got obviously a top, you know, five pick coming this year, but yeah, I, I'm not a believer in Kevin Porter. Jalen Green is the linchpin here. If they if Shangun explodes, that's awesome. I don't know what he's going to be in the future. I don't know what I don't know what Shangun's game looks like in four years in this NBA. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I, I worded it poorly when I said they will be good soon. Like they could be. The the there's a lot of volatility here because they do have a lot of young talent. They're uh, like they're very they're set up really well. You know, clean books. <laughs> nothing really to worry about just add a ton of super young talent and hope for the best yeah um so as far as dfs goes i mean the only guy that the pricing really stands out is shangun at 7k still i don't think really a priority but you know pulling around 10 percent ownership on DraftKings that makes sense to me uh you mentioned it with porter like he's been playing a lot of minutes but the salary has gone up the other thing is that when when you replace christian wood with shangun you're talking about somebody that has very very similar rates so it's not really you know it's not increasing uh usage for kevin porter Jalen Green's been playing really well, but he's up to 7,600 as, you know, 7,600 as well. So Shangun's really the only thing that, that stands out at all to me. You guys are killing me. You got to be dumb to think KPJ isn't good. I mean, that's just, what are we talking about here? He's better than people at the Y. He's this year on dunks and threes, EPM, negative 1.1. He's got 53% true shooting right now. <clears throat> like what, what he's not a rebounder coughs the ball up constantly again he's young but like if kpj were 
good, then this team would be better. <laughs> They're not. He's not that good. Does that mean he can't be good? No. But, I mean, if we're going to call him a point guard, I have a hard time seeing him being one of the 20 best point guards in basketball. That's all. They're certainly, un- certainly, 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 uh, he, like there's no star to me there's no star potential for kevin porter jr i don't know what would have to happen to change that but basically everything that he does would have to improve greatly yeah i mean i, I think there's a lot of raw talent there like there always has been sure it has never translated to the nba floor in four thousand minutes so far look at jalen brown the first two seasons that's a terrible comp <laughs> Terrible take. Jalen Brown's first he's, two seasons were. He's the point guard of the shittiest team in basketball. Well, how much credit could we possibly be giving him for his career here? <clears throat> like, he's, he's just not that good. He's not that good. People would have lined up a, a lot more aggressively to get him, even if he was a crazy asshole like he was coming from Cleveland. Anybody could have had him. And if I mean, he were. I guess- to that point if you were a lot better that the cost for him is better who does josh like he hates everyone no i just like you i need to be realistic absolutely never hated him (laughs) on record from before the draft (sighs) can we even talk about toronto today yet i don't really i mean very generally like if everybody is in, then Toronto is Toronto. Like they're playing Houston, so any of Siakam, Van Vliet, Trent, Barnes look fine. Um, if guys are out, then obviously other players look better. If Van Vliet's out again, Siakam looks great again. Trent looks very, very good again. If Van Vliet's out, um, you know. But yeah, it, it, you you can't get too specific with them because I have no idea who's playing. Wouldn't surprise me if Van Vliet played today. Siakam sat. Like I could see them doing the exact opposite of everything they did yesterday. With Ananobi being just a clear, like, who the hell knows, he's actually hurt type thing. I have no idea. Pay attention for the news because Toronto's on a back-to-back and we just don't know. We do know. Wow, that's a terrible take. Yes, it was. I I hope that that's just a troll. We're we're talking about Luca, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Miguel McDonald, if you believe that, you should never watch basketball again. That's just, that could not be more wrong. I think, oh my God. He's I think my like, favorite, my favorite part about talking basketball is just how extreme everybody's takes have to be. Like yeah. I tweet about Jokic being the MVP and multiple people reply saying it's Luca because he single-handedly carried Dallas and their team full of non-NBA players to the three seed, which is obviously insane or four seed, whatever they are, which is obviously sure. insane, you know, given that his teammates aren't that bad. But then here you have like Luca can't carry a team at all. Yeah, I mean, he. <clears throat> we've seen Luca carry a team already. It's he's exceptional, but we got to talk about Jeff Williams super chat for sure. Big one too. Took down the five fifty five on DK last night for fifty k. Thanks for all the great advice and tools. Just changed my platinum monthly to yearly. Thanks again, Jeff. Congrats, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Congrats. That's some big shit right there. That's good stuff. That's big. That like. 
that's no joke. That's a big, big, big win. So Jeff, congratulations. I saw it. I saw you tagged us on, uh, on Twitter earlier this morning, but glad you're here. Uh, glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll put the money up with both of y'all right now. What's what are we putting money on? Luca winning we're, we're an NBA title. Money for like 15 years to see if Luca wins a championship. I would. I mean, there's a the odds of Luka Doncic winning an NBA title are very, very high in his NBA career. Like, it's way better than even money for us, right? Yeah, I'm also obviously would never escrow for 15 years, but. Well, I mean, I, I think we could handle the hundred bucks or whatever he's going to be looking for from an action perspective. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's he's in the top five guys of like guys that are most likely to win an NBA title in the next 10 years. <laughs> so there's that. <sighs> if you aren't an all-star or an NBA, all-NBA player, it's a 95% chance that Josh doesn't think you're good. I mean, I, mean, I want to win an NBA title. Well, when we're talking about NBA players, we're comparing them to the best NBA players. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm not really excited to know that a guy can play 32 minutes on a team and go 37 and 45. There's not a lot of value in that. Like, yeah, like, like in in that context, I was talking about if Houston's going to be good soon. We're not talking about like, can Kevin Porter be an average NBA player? We're saying, can he be an all-star or an all-NBA player? Like, right. Like he has to be that for Houston to be, to reach their ceiling. Kevin Porter Jr. Has to be a, an all-star caliber guy. Right. Oh yeah. Here, here's the, uh, yeah, there, there's the, the bait and switch. Let's do it every year. Yeah. So in any given year, the Mavs are dogs to win a title, obviously. So, right. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, if you've watched Luca play in the playoffs in his entire career so far and think that guy can't get it done in the finals, I feel like you've been watching with a blindfold on. He might be the scariest individual guy in the playoffs that isn't Kevin Durant from an offense perspective. Like he cannot be stopped. It's crazy. They're building out a nice team around him too. They're starting to get the shooting and like I'm curious what they're going to be able to do because I don't trust their front office, but We'll see. Charlotte, two and a half point dogs in Chicago, 228 total. Charlotte on the back-to-back. I'm going to assume that whatever they're doing today is the same that they did yesterday. Charlotte not locked into anything yet. They are most likely the 10 seed. They can get all the way up to seven. So they're just clear across the board. The Bulls are essentially locked into six. They would need the Raptors to lose both games. They would need to win both games to get to five. What are we doing with Charlotte today? I think they just kind of look decent across the board. Um, Lamelo, Bridges, Rogier, Washington, all fairly priced. I don't think there's like a ton of value on them, but I don't think they're overpriced either. Um, it is nice, you know, that we can once again expect big minutes out of these guys. Um, Harrell was back in the rotation yesterday before he was ejected. Uh, so that's worth noting because it's not great for Washington. Um, granted, Plumlee only played 15 minutes, so you still got – you still did get some center minutes for P.J. Washington, uh, which are really valuable. Looks like they were planning to use him. They closed the first half with Washington at center. They were seemingly going that direction in the second half as well. Um, don't know if that ends up being the case here, though, because in, in last night's game, you had Bamba get hurt early in the game. So Orlando was basically playing – Robin Lopez is the backup and then just not 
playing a center. Tonight you have Vooch, so I wouldn't be surprised if you do get some more run from uh, Plumlee in particular. 4,100 for Plumlee on DraftKings, 4,200 for him on FanDuel. You know, I'm happy to get to LaMelo again. We don't know the status on Gordon Hayward. If he's in, that probably changes things a little bit. I don't expect him to play today, but who knows? This is another team where we just need a little bit more information. But assuming they're going for it full bore, it's going to look a lot like yesterday. Yeah, the only thing that I expect, to again, to look a little bit different is that I think you do get just more combined minutes from Plumlee and Harrell than you got yesterday. Yeah, nice to see Harrell back out there, too. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, as somebody that always looks for reasons to play P.J. Washington, I didn't love it, but... <laughs> then we go to the Bulls. I think they're ripe to have uh, people sit here just because of how locked in they are to their seed. We know Zach Levine is not healthy, or at least not fully healthy. If he sat today, that would not be surprising. But as of right now, uh, the only Q tag that exists is Alex Caruso. So I'm assuming the Bulls that we get today are the standard issue Bulls rotation, at which point DeMar, Levine, Vooch, really the only three guys that I'm looking at. Yeah, and DeRozan and Vooch in particular, I think, look great. Levine looks yeah. good as well. But... Levine 6,900 on FanDuel also looks great. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good price tag. Um, I mean, Vooch at 7,800. He, he hasn't played well recently, but... This is a really good spot for him against Charlotte. Um, I would like to get there pretty aggressively at 7,800. Uh, same goes for DeRozan. Levine's fine. Um, as far as the the cheaper pieces, if Caruso's out, you can expect more playing time for the combination of Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Io Desunmu. I don't think any of them end up looking like true priority plays, but they're still guys, you know, sub 4K that can get there. Vooch, 7,100 on FanDuel, exceptional. Damar, finally. One of the few guys that have a better price tag on draftings than they do on FanDuel. DeMar's 8,700 on DK, 9,200 on FanDuel. What has, like, what do you, how do you think these sites set their positional algorithm? Because DeMar DeRozan's a shooting guard small forward on FanDuel and a just power forward on DK. Um, as far as FanDuel goes, I think they do a lot of crack and then just blindly pick positions. On DraftKings, I think they do a little bit less crack and then do the same thing. <laughs> We, we got to hit on this. So, <clears throat> Miguel McDonald, what, how do you want to put the money in? What, what is your assumption? That I should, we should be taking 50-50 odds on whether Luka Doncic wins an NBA title each year individually? You say put your money up. What are the terms? Right. There's, there's no like way to make this bet because either we're just not getting paid for 15 years or you're not getting paid for 15 years. We would get paid whenever he wins the title, but still say like five years. Um, or your other idea just makes no sense because we're just taking a bad bet every year and you're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. Like, can I just bet on the Mavs to win the NBA title at 18 to one or whatever it's going to be for next year? Because I don't know how the hell I'm supposed to make this bet individually. I know how to make it in the aggregate, that which is an escrow for until 2035 right yeah like i i know how to make the bet but it requires betting like 50k or something for it to be worth it right it's just insane there's no there's no natural way to do this i don't have anything else for chicago what i do have though is a little chat about no house advantage the presenting sponsor of this show if you use the <clears throat> promo code awesome when you sign up at no house advantage you can get yourself $25 on your first deposit. And we've talked about it a little bit. We should talk about it again today. 
this is the absolute best time for you to play at no house advantage because a lot of the people you'll play against will be asleep at the wheel we have optimal lineups and no house advantage projections already on awesomeo.com the props don't change throughout the day which means you are going to get guys that will wildly over or under project the props that they have right now as we get news throughout the day for example you know we've got Giannis and chris middleton on here if Giannis or andrew holiday for that matter if one of the or bobby bobby portis is the perfect example if Giannis and drew and chris middleton happen to be out here the bobby portis props are just going to be wildly popular smashes for the over that's just what you're going to want to do toronto props if guys end up out charlotte props if guys end up out bulls props if guys end up out you're going to free up a ton of value and you can take advantage of that at no house advantage. Make sure you're using the promo code when you sign up, make sure you're using our optimal lineups, which will just be there for you. You don't even have to think about it. If you don't want to go sign up now. Atlanta Hawks, two point dogs in Miami, 229 total. So Miami is essentially guaranteed the one seed. Atlanta can basically be anywhere from seven to 10. They desperately want to win this game. Everybody is healthy for Atlanta, save for John Collins. And matchups against Miami are usually not all that great. Are you prioritizing anything from Atlanta? I think it's pretty difficult to prioritize much. Just, you know, not a, a great spot. For the most part, the pricing, I think, is around where it should be. Uh, it's not to say Trey Young doesn't have a high ceiling, but for example, I just think I would lean towards, you know, paying a little bit extra for Durant, paying a little bit less for Kyrie. Um, you know, guys like that. But Bogdanovich, I think, actually looks pretty good. 5,300 for him coming off the bench should give you 28 to 30 minutes. On this slate, you know, again, I don't think he ends up being a true priority just because there's probably going to be so much value for, well, not probably, there's going to be so much value from the last game of the night that it's going to erase a lot of these like five to 6K guys that look pretty good. But I do think Bogdanovich looks pretty good. He would be the only other guy that I would mention other than Trey Young. I don't, sometimes I wonder how people ask these questions. Just because we think that everybody in the league is better as a player now, they all get graded against themselves. And if you want to make a KPJ is better than Magic Johnson comparison, just ask Adam how good DeMar DeRozan is in comparison to Michael Jordan. <laughs> not, not starting that today. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, no, I don't. Look, is KPJ better than Magic Johnson? No. Would it take a lot? Also, no. <laughs> Whew. Then we go to Miami. This might be the easiest team to worry about today. Although, it could be a little bit different because for Miami, Kyle Lowry is off the injury report. We have no P.J. Tucker in this one. Questionable tag on Gabe Vincent, Dwayne Dedman, Caleb Martin, Haywood Highsmith, Markeith Morris, and Omer Yurtseven. Basically, the entire team of guys that don't matter are questionable today for Miami. Are you playing anybody other than Butler and Bam? Um, probably not. I mean, Caleb Martin's 3,200, so depending on how injury news breaks, like obviously he would need to play. But if you take out, you know, Vincent, and Morris, maybe you're getting enough minutes for him to look decent at 3,200. But uh, yeah, not really. I mean, Butler and Bam, I think, are the two that look the best. Hero and Lowry look fine. But yeah, they don't really, they, they don't do much for me. No. 
eight eighty one or sorry eight k <clears throat> for Bam on Fanduel also has the power forward eligibility. I think that stands out quite a bit if you want to get to him. Um, I don't have much else to say here though for Miami, and they don't really need to care about this game at all. So there's that. Whew. Now we need to start buckling up for the the real stuff. Portland Trailblazers are 18-point underdogs in Dallas against the guy that will never win an NBA title, Luka Doncic, uh, 221 total in this one. I assume we get the exact same team we got from Portland yesterday. Brandon Williams on the minutes limit. Everybody played for Portland, so shout-out to Elijah Hughes getting dusted off. He he was able to see the floor yesterday. I have no idea who's going to play the minutes here. Are you rostering anybody from Portland on purpose? What? Are you rostering anybody from Portland on purpose? Oh yeah. Um, assuming everybody's in, probably not. Like the the pricing's just come up enough to where nobody looks that good. It's not an appealing matchup against Dallas. One hundred one implied total. I mean, that's you don't see that very often these days. Um, no. If guys start getting ruled out, then obviously that can change. But um, assuming everybody's in, I don't. I think this is the least appealing team we've talked about. There are two things that I'd like to point out. I know you're not looking at them. They are FanDuel things. Highest owned guy on DraftKings is Chris Dunn at 4% if you really want to get the the real thoughts. Uh, Drew Eubanks is 6K on FanDuel. He also has the power forward eligibility. I think that just has to look decent by default because he's the only legitimate center that's on the team. Um, 6K for Eubanks seems about right, so I don't mind that. And then assuming Chris Dunn starts again and Brandon Williams is uh, limited, he is 4,800 on FanDuel he would be the guy that I would want to get to To, again, no priority from Portland, but I do want to point out those two prices because they are better. Like Eubanks being $1,200 cheaper than he is on DraftKings matters. I I just don't think you're getting there a lot. Yeah, I agree. And then we go to Dallas with uh, just the absolutely awful Luka Doncic, 11-4 on FanDuel, 12-2 on DK. I mean, clearly he looks really good. I don't really know how to read into this one. They shouldn't have to go too hard (laughs) to pick up a W. That's for sure. If we look at the playoff probabilities, Dallas is in a dogfight with Golden State. They can get to the three spot, which would be something I would assume they would want to do. Otherwise, they are uh, locked in, most likely locked into the four seed. I'm not sure on that one, honestly. How so? Do you really want the first round matchup against the MVP? Yes. I mean, I, I would guess rather, given, I want like given the, the rest of because I, I don't want Phoenix in the second round. Yeah, that's true. Like I would much rather have Memphis in the second round in theory than Phoenix, like by a lot. So yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. <clears throat> I don't think the gap between Denver and Utah is enough to offset Phoenix to Memphis. Yeah. And also, I mean, outside of Jokic, we know Denver's terrible too. Yeah. Luca looks good to me. Uh, I don't know what to project for his minutes because putting him in for 35 feels wildly incorrect. What? Uh, oh, no. Um, yeah, so Luca looks great. Like, obviously, fourth. how many minutes he plays in the fourth quarter is a legitimate concern here as 18-point favorites, but um, should absolutely torch them for however long he's on the floor. Um, ownership matters a lot. You know, obviously, like right now, we have him at 13%. That seems like a spot where I'd be willing to gamble on, you know, hopefully Portland keeps it close and you get a little bit of 
uh, fourth quarter run from Luca, but definitely pay a lot of attention to the ownership between like, and, and it's going to matter too, like with Giannis, because like you, you should be comparing ownership between Luca and Giannis, but obviously if Giannis doesn't play, you're just going to get more ownership to Luca and all of that. But uh, he looks really good. The only concern is just how many minutes does he play um, given the blowout. But you know, we've talked about it a lot before. It's not as risky taking guys. Like if Dallas does, Dallas can blow out Portland by Portland just being terrible. But most of the time, if Dallas blows out Portland so aggressively that Luca plays, you know, 24 minutes or something, he probably is still getting you like 50 to 60 DraftKings points in that scenario, which isn't ideal, but it's not the end of the world. Um, beyond him, you know, Brunson's okay. Maxi's questionable. Um, Dwight Powell does play a lot of minutes when Maxi is out, but he's also up to 4,900 now. Do you want to take that one or is, I don't even know how to deal with it. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, it's, like every single player in the NBA is a dog to win the NBA title <clears throat> before the season starts. Yeah, there's there, there's 30 teams. Like maybe 10 of them have a chance, but like every team is an underdog to win. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated. Yeah, like. like Why would we obviously not be using Vegas odds? Yeah, no. Uh, why? Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to take something worse than I could get elsewhere. If you want to do that, that's fine by me. I would expect that. <laughs> but right. yikes, man! Yikes! All right, Phoenix and Utah. The Phoenix Suns are two and a half point dogs in Utah. Two twenty six total. Clearly, Phoenix has nothing to play for. I have no idea who's playing for Phoenix today. We might see that later. Everybody's available except for Frank Kaminsky, who got the ax yesterday. But I assume somebody's sitting for Phoenix. Who the hell knows who? Like, you should be sitting Chris Paul. I don't know what they're going to do. On the Utah side. I mean, they're not on the injury report. Well, yet. Well, I mean, they were last. Sure. Look, I'm just saying I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know who's going to play. I I don't know how many minutes they're going to play. Yeah. To me, this is the same exact conversation we had about Memphis yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Where I was Utah right. has everybody as well. Um, they also have basically nothing to play for. They are essentially locked into five. They can get as high as four. They can get as low as six. But ninety percent of the time, they're the five seed. So this one's pretty set in stone. Can we play? Can you play anybody from Phoenix, assuming everybody's in? Because I, I think, think it's no. pretty tough. I mean, knowing that because again, my expectation is similar to what we had said about Memphis yesterday. Like I I do think these guys play today, but I don't think you're getting Devin Booker running out there for 38 minutes just for the sake of doing it. Um, So it's really difficult. I think to be paying like nine K for Booker when I think calling it like 32 to 34 minutes is reasonable. You know, same for Paul, same for Aiden. I don't really see much from Phoenix that I want. Yeah. I took Booker and bridges down to 32 a piece. I have Paul and Aiden at 30 a piece. I don't really feel comfortable with any of it, but it certainly means that no one looks good and they're they're not going to push anybody hard. That's for sure. Uh, just very difficult to look at Utah at full strength. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, maybe Rudy Gobert, maybe, but I, I feel the same way for Utah as I do for Phoenix in that I don't see anybody standing out up as an amazing play. I'm happy to get to the guys that obviously play a lot, but I don't even know if I'm comfortable there. Yeah. And the price tags have come up a little bit. Um, Gobert is up to 8,300, still looks decent, but I don't like, I would rather play Vooch against Charlotte if I'm just picking one of them. Um, yeah. Mitchell looks okay at 8,500. I, I think this is a, good NBA game, which this time of year typically means not a great DFS game. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. 
especially like this is kind of I think this is kind of the worst type of NBA DFS game because like it's a good NBA game, but there's not really much on the line for anybody. So it's not one of those where you're looking at it and saying like, oh, every good player is going to play 42 minutes. This is a playoff game. It's just two good teams basically playing like a scrimmage against each other for probably, you know, 30 to 35 minutes. Yeah. Phoenix having literally nothing to play for in any way. The only thing that can come out of this game for Phoenix is a negative, <laughs> unless they hurt someone from Utah. Like, right. Otherwise, it's just bad. Yeah, like I assume the I assume the uh, Utah guys are more or less playing normal minutes. It's just not a great matchup against Utah, and all their guys are in, um, or against Phoenix rather, and all their guys are in. Uh, the Phoenix guys, I assume, are taking a haircut on their their minutes. Oh my god, that is the dumbest thing. If you thought it was dumb before, read the most yeah, recent. I, I I can't. Like I'm done with this. It's incredible. Well, are you ready to do this? Uh, sure. I mean, my, my choices hammer. now are explain how a team is an underdog in the NBA Finals or talk about OKC and the Lakers. I really don't know which I'd rather do. The Late Night Hammer, which starts at 10.30 Eastern time today, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Eight-point dogs against the Lakers. Oklahoma City, as best I can tell, has eight active bodies. That would be Jalen. None of these guys were on the team really for a week ago. <laughs> Jalen Horde, Xavier Simpson, Isaiah Roby, Melvin Frazier, Georgios Kalitzikis, uh, Justin Gaethje, Lindy Waters, and uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who seems locked into 16 minutes. So basically a seven-man rotation. Did they officially of- shut down the other guys? I don't know. Because they're not on the injury report, but... Feels like they had to have, right? Uh, I mean, that's my uh, assumption. Like, because my assumption was that they were going to play last game, and then they didn't. Um, so I assume that they're done. But I was just clarifying because you said they had eight active bodies. As far as I know, the other guys are still active, right? I honestly don't have a clue. Um, like Trey Mann is out officially. I assume those other guys like could play. If you don't see them in the starting lineup, don't feel comfortable. That much I could tell you. Yeah, I don't they, know. For sure. I, like, I don't I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I mean I think that's that's the main thing is like assuming Teo Maladon and Pokashevsky aren't in the starting lineup and Wiggins isn't in the starting lineup, it's pretty safe to assume they're just not playing. At which point I think on DraftKings you can play anybody that plays from Oklahoma City outside of Jeremiah Robinson Earl. What'd you say? I think you can play any of those seven guys on OKC on DK today. In particular, Simpson, probably your best bet at 3,900, maybe. Maybe Simpson that's Jalen Hoard. Yeah, I mean, Simpson Frazier and Hoard is 31. The, Simpson and Hoard are probably the top two for me, but like Frazier's fine. Kalitzegas is fine. Krejci's okay. Roby's okay. Waters is okay. And I'm not touching Robinson Earl. Yeah. On FanDuel, some of these <clears> prices are a lot worse. Like, Kalidzikis is 4,800 already. You probably don't need that. Justin Gaethje is 4,700. I don't know how to say it if I say it the right way, but I can say Gaethje very easily, and apparently they're supposed to sound the same. But yeah, if I get Gaethje, to... It's, it's Gaethje with a K. Yeah, I, for I some know. reason I can't do that. Because then when I look at it, I finish it off as Kredgesi, and I know that that is wildly incorrect. I had to say... I don't, I don't remember if it was on a tournament video or a show the first time I tried to say his name, and I just could not say it. <laughs> 
you, you just like I just like short screen to death. Yeah, yeah short circuit. <laughs> I did it with Pogoshevsky's first name too, because like I've just been calling him by his last name for so long. And yeah. I was doing a tournament video and I know it's Alexi, but like it's spelled weird. And yeah. so I just like looked at it in front of me and it was just like, um, not nope. Poku. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <sighs> oh, here we go again. Yeah, look, play before a bunch you argue of this one, this is the same person that said yesterday that um he thinks DraftKings is conspiring with the NBA to have so much late news. Spoiler alert, uh, DraftKings already has your money at lock. They don't give a shit how it plays out. Doesn't matter to them who wins. Doesn't matter anything. At lock, it's all over. They don't care about news. None of it matters to them. They've already got it. I mean, if you want to say that Shingun is good, like I can, or you know, like has a better outlook than me, I, I'm not going to argue with anybody there. It's not my take. I'm not passionate about it. You cannot think that Kevin Porter has been good in the NBA. It's there is no evidence to support that. I want to think that it's going to get better. Sure. I don't see it. And no, Tim Hardaway just shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I'm a small hall guy. That's it. I mean, that ship has long sailed in the NBA. What? The small hall. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, that's I know. That's why Tim Hardaway is in it now. <clears throat> the Lakers. Are you assuming that the big three are out again? Sorry, the big two and a half? Yeah, I don't see any reason or way they would play. Okay. So it unless looks like Westbrook gonna... like lobbies to get into the lineup so he can just like Antonio Brown it in front of the Lakers fans halfway through the game and just like give them all the finger and fight three people or something. Is Talon Horton Tucker just in every lineup you make? I would think so. I mean thirty eight hundred, I don't know how the hell you get away from that. I think that so also and just from a broader standpoint, and I'm actually curious what you think. Normally, you know, people ask how many guys from a team am I willing to play? And my answer is like, it's almost always no more than three. In this game, I don't mind getting like a fourth if you're just like running, you know, a 4-2, 4-1, 4-3 game stack and just like rounding it out with Giannis or Luca or something like yeah. um, this. I mean, this this game is just ridiculous. Like everybody is so mispriced. Um, and it's a situation where you're not saying like, oh, they're mispriced. Like I think Taylor Horton Tucker can 6x. Talon Horton Tucker can 15x. So can, you know, so can several other guys, you know, like multiple guys here can go for 40 plus. So you're getting actual raw points from both sides of this game. It's insane. Yeah. To me, THT is just as good, like as big of a lock as you can get shooting guard, small forward, 3,800, going to play 30 plus minutes. He, I don't want to like people, we, we talk about it a lot, but like he basically can't fail at that price tag barring injury. Horton Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know how, I don't know what it looks like for him to truly fail. If he plays his, the expected run, I don't think he can. <laughs> right. Like he, if I give him like 32 minutes, which might not even be high, you're talking about for him to get like 16 or 17 DraftKings points at 3,800, he would need to like reach 50% of his medium projection. Yeah. It's, it would be insane. Who's the second best play on the Lakers? Monk. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be an all-star next year. I think that might actually be a 0% chance. I'll say next year is a pretty rough qualifier there. Like maybe at some point in his career, like that's, I think it's on the table at least. He's not even the most likely guy to be an all-star on his team. Yeah, it's green. Yeah. Slash, I mean, is Wood on the team next year? Probably not is my guess, 
but uh, he would also be ahead of Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> but um, yeah, that is insane. But yeah, I mean, insane. as far as the Lakers go, Horton Tucker, clear number one. I think Monk is two. Then it's kind of the rest of the guys. Like, Wendy and Gabriel at 3,600, I like the idea of him because he's such a good point-per-minute guy, but he also played 20 minutes yesterday, so... Yeah. There's obviously some risk there. Um, Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves, those guys both, you know, around 0.8 fantasy points per minute without everyone else on the floor. They're likely to play a bunch of minutes. They're cheap. They look good. Um, yeah, so, like, it, th- this whole team looks good. Even, Dw- I mean, Dwight played 26 minutes yesterday. Like, if he's in and starting today, he looks fine also. Is there anything that you would do for today's slate because of this game being last? No, because I'm just going to have a shit ton of it anyway. <laughs> okay. That was that wasn't necessarily a question for you, but more for like the general public. No, I know, but do you, like, do you like account for it in any way? No, it's one that I just don't really worry about because like I'm not gonna have lineups that don't have guys from OKC and the Lakers, so I'm going to be able to at everybody's price so similarly too. Like I'm gonna be able to pretty easily swap around. Like you know, if the Lakers start. Wenyan Gabriel instead of Austin Reeves, I can very easily just be turning Austin Reeves into Wenyan Gabriel. Okay. If the Lakers had Kevin Porter instead of Westbrook, they'd be a four seed. If the what? If the Lakers had KPJ instead of Westbrook, they'd be the four seed. Wow. They'd be the same team. That's that's a hell of a take. And this guy's still going about this bet. I don't even understand what we're talking about. Can you imagine putting a thousand dollars down on even money for the Mavs to win the NBA title next year? You should. We would. You'd get fired from this job immediately. Right. For like lack you of credibility. Just do not understand math if that's what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> what were they before the season started? Do you have any idea? Before I, we get out of here, I have no idea. Let me see if. Uh, let me see if it's on Basketball Reference. To win the NBA title in the preseason, the Mavs this season were. 28 to 1. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just take even money. Do you not believe in them? At least I could hedge and get 28 to 1 on my money back pretty easily. That's fascinating. But anyway, we're done here. Look, you guys, uh, do you have injury report and GPP plays for today? Yes. Final one? Final uh, injury report, I'm sure. No. Yeah, so I'm doing the tournament plays video tomorrow, too. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah it's still Saturday. Alrighty. <sighs> Thank you guys for being here. Thank you to No House Advantage for being the sponsor. Make sure you guys are watching the Deeper Dive and Live Before Lock. Going to be essential on a day like today. We should get a ton of news. Thank you guys for being here. Please hit that like button on your way out the door. Good luck, everybody. Enjoy it all. That's everything. Peace. Peace.